Hello, everybody. Before we start today's podcast, I just want to talk about our charity spotlight, magickids.org. Magickids.org is a 501c3 charity based out of Rochester, Minnesota. They have a goal of putting your unused cards to work to help educate kids on how to play Magic the Gathering. They believe teaching a kid Magic the Gathering will help them with important life skills like critical thinking, reading, and math. They send out these kits from your donated cards called Magic Kits eh, to volunteer teachers and mentors to use to then teach the kids. The, the teachers and mentors use the Magic Kids curriculum called Sort, Build, Play. And what that is, is when the teachers receive the kits, the kids then go through the kits to sort the cards to become more familiar with the cards, see what they like. They then use those cards that they like to build a deck, and then they use those decks to play each other. Sort, build, play. Now, there are a couple ways that you can help out Magic Kids by donating your unused cards, sending some money their way, or becoming a volunteer, mentor, or teacher. To learn more about them and get some more information on how to donate your cards, money, or your time, go check them out at magickids.org or follow them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And from that, let's hit the intro. Welcome, Welcome to This Week in MTG with your host, Matt Olson. Hello, everybody, and welcome to This weekend MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. I am your host, Matt Olson. Here with me is your other host, Danny Oakstead. Hey, what's up? And returning from his week gone, we have JB. Hey there. Hello, JB. How are you doing? Oh, not too bad. Oh, welcome How's back. the little one? Doing good. That's good. Baby Boggle. Fussy as ever. We got some news and stuff for y'all. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about some... Not too in-depth about the past weekend results. We're just going to skim over the weekend champion that we had and then talk about the upcoming events, which is weekend champion. Mm-hmm. Then we'll move into the meat and potatoes, all the news that you need, that oh, you come yeah. here for, the news. Then we'll move into our finance section where we're going to talk about card finance. And then finish off, like always, with a deck of the week. Should we just jump on into this then? Well, of course. So this was the first week that we had our Magic Fest online through CFB events uh, with the qualifiers happening during the week to the weekend, the two-day weekend event that happened. And the first Magic Fest online weekly champion we had was Mark Jacobson, who was running a Rakdos Sacrifice deck. This is a very straightforward straightforward Rakdos Sacrifice deck. You got the Cauldron Familiar with uh, Witch's Oven. You have the new Kroxa Titan of Death's Hunger in here. Woe Strider. Uh, you also have the Mayhem Devil, which just eats away at their life. Very hand controly, very damage-inducive. J- uh, Mark Jacobson was able to beat out er, the second place deck, which was for color control which had Aetherus, Oracle of Half-Truths, as the only creature in there. And it was just Planeswalkers galore with 
Liliana Dreadhorde General, Narset, Parter of Veils, Nicol Bolas, and Teferi Time Raveler. Good old super friends. Good old super friends. Congratulations to Mark Jacobson. And we'll keep you up to date with uh, next weekend's champion results. This is Wizard's new way to try and keep Magic Fest flowing, get the competitive competitive game going still online during this whole COVID-19 stay-at-home order. Quarantine. It's not a quarantine just yet. It's a self-quarantine. Has it been officially called self-quarantine? I'm pretty sure they're just still saying stay-at-home orders, and it's just the public that are calling it a quarantine. It's not officially a quarantine yet. I don't know. State of Minnesota is on lockdown. Yeah, lockdown, not quarantine. Big difference. It's the same thing. You're not supposed to go anywhere. That's quarantine. No, no, no. Quarantine is where they're coming around to disinfect all this shit as well. Like, you know, wrap up all the whatever bugs and shit. They're going to go with their disinfectant. Spray everybody down with Lysol. Good chance. Back on topic. (laughs) Got a big old fire truck full of hand sanitizer. (laughs) Quick, we got a runner. (laughs) you gotta leave that shit in there i'll leave it in (laughs) just because every week it seems so far you gotta have some form of corona joke going on in the podcast you fucking ain't right cotton (laughs) and even last week you got it in because danny fed into it you son of a bitch danny yes have a lime like what jb says god fucking damn it (laughs) You're welcome. Boom. So those are the event updates. From there, as always, let's just jump straight into the news. We always start off the news with the news quickies, topping off with Blogatog of the Week. So this week's Blogatog of the Week comes from My Favorite Flavor is Blue. Asked. (laughs) Great name. Say that again, but slowly. This is a lie. My favorite flavor is blue. Only because Matt plays blue and I hate blue. If you play blue, you should die. Just kidding. You shouldn't. <laughs> that you was harsh. <laughs> but you should stop playing magic. Oh, oh, man. No, you should play real magic. Yeah, called burn. <laughs> oh, now let's not be hasty. That's what Red's supposed to do. <laughs> oh, God. I just got that joke. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> this guy over here I'm a little slow. Okay? has no a little kid in a different number than he was before. Alright. <laughs> oh, <my> <laughs> this week's vlog talk of the week comes from My Favorite Flavor is Blue. Asked in our post Mirror in Misery Black, can kind of touch enchantment's world? Could could we see a black destroyed target enchantment and opponent controls? That way, black can't break their dynamic, wow, demonic uh, contracts. <laughs> that, wow, this is bad. <laughs> and you chose this one. <laughs> Someone else take it. I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so our blog attack of the week comes from a poster with the name of my favorite flavor is blue. Hmm, that's interesting. So anyway, he asks, in our post, Myron Misery Black can kind of touch Enchantment's world. 
Could we see a black destroy target enchantment and opponent controls? That way black can't break their demonic contracts, but still get to hit stuff? And uh, he replied, R&D is experimenting with black enchantment removal. You'll see more of that experimentation in upcoming sets. Well, this is very interesting. It is very interesting. Yeah, so it looks like black can really, the only thing it can touch enchantments with is sacrificing right now. Right, and that seems pretty, like, accurate. You give the opponent the choice to do it. That seems like it's in black's color pie. It is black. I'm excited to see what's going to happen then, if that's the case. Red, honestly, needs the enchantment destruction over anything else. He's got chaos warp in EDH. (laughs) That's, like, the only thing. Uh, I'm running a blank, but there has to be some sort of, like, Something. They have artifact removal and land removal like a son of a bitch, but no enchantment. All right. Because Danny struggles. (laughs) (laughs) You just just make it so it's faster. Finishing off the blog talk of the week, we're going to move over to the news quickies. And the first news quickie that we have is Magic is releasing another ebook for Lair of Ikoria. Think it's going to suck as bad as the last one? I didn't read the last one, so I don't know. Like, I don't know. I didn't read it either, but everybody said it sucked. I don't know. I had to have to read before I'd become on the side of it sucked or it didn't suck. Oh, I, you don't want to judge a book by its cover? Uh, look at you with your jokes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. These dad puns are horrible. Hey, someone's got to do it. The story behind uh, Blake Rasmussen posted on on the Magic page. The story behind Ikoria Lair Behemoth comes your way April 7th, and you can pre-order now. The book is called Sundering Bond. It's from the author Django Rexler, and it tells the story of Magic's upcoming venture into the new world full of monsters. Uh, Django Rexler was the guy that wrote all the previous ones in the past, so do with that as you may. The Though the, the one thing with this is... The cover art of the book has been released with it, and what it is is this very gruff-looking middle-aged man holding a giant crystal larger than his head, and the reflection on the crystal is a saber-tooth looking like tiger. Looks like a Johnny. That is not a Johnny. What I was thinking is, like, this is the new Planeswalker, and it's going to be a flip Planeswalker like Arlen Cord. Maybe. Maybe. That's my speculation. Nothing confirmed yet. Because there is nothing coming out yet on Ikoria till this Thursday, which leads into our next news quickie. Spoiler season starts Thursday, April 2nd for all things Ikoria. Clearly, we're not going to be getting everything from Ikoria at that point, but that's when they start. Keep an eye out for Wizards of the Coast or any uh, content creator that's affiliated with them that will be dropping their spoilers. Look out for them. Get hyped because we are in a time where we need some more hype and stuff. Yes, we need something. I'm losing my mind here. <laughs> so, a side note on this cover: Why does it look like Vivian's ready to shoot him in the back of the head with the arrow? Yeah, that's another thing. That because she probably now. is. Could be the uh, and then he's pro- going to planes walk away. The antagonist of the whole series. Maybe the gem is something important. He's trying to take it from Ikoria. That's the thing that's mutating the monsters because the monsters that are on Ikoria aren't supposed to be mutated. Or maybe he brought the thing there and it's mutating all the monsters. Maybe it's Oko's twin brother. (laughs) Oko's dead. Let him rest. (laughs) Oko's not dead. He's still playable in a couple formats. Vintage. 
Legacy. EDH. The only two. And EDH. Thought he was banned in EDH? No. No. He Brawl, didn't get banned? I think. EDH, people are able to be deal with him a lot more because there's three other people coming at an Oko. If it's 1v1, Oko's a little rough. Hey, no, okay, let's let's be the realistic here. There's going to be uh, three out of the four people have Oko. <laughs> Man, how sad is it that we still bring up Oko? <laughs> like, at least every other week we bring up Oko. Because Oko is broco. Shake your groove, Shut up, man. <laughs> Everybody's an elk. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. <laughs> so well, you heard it, folks. We're looking for a replacement. <laughs> Send your applications, dude. For a co-host and the studio. <laughs> Spoilers are starting Thursday. Please tune into twitch.tv slash magic, and they're going to dive into the world right from there around 2 o'clock. What is UTC? So while we're all at work. Yes, while we're all at work. UTC? At least here, at least here in the center, there uh, in the Midwest, UTC. UTC. So, if anything, I imagine that it would be two o'clock <clears throat> Pacific time. No, Pacific is yeah, no Pacific, Pacific is West Coast. Yep, it'd be two o'clock Pacific time, maybe because that's where Wizards of the Coast is. They're on the West Coast. They're on the East Coast. No, they're on the West Coast. Oh, well then there they're you in go, Seattle. Yeah. Are they in Seattle? Yeah. Sure, not in like California or something. You're going to have to Google this now, bro. Pretty sure there's Seattle. Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast was founded by Peter Addison in 1990, just outside of Seattle, Washington. Is that where they still are, though? And its current headquarters are located in nearby Renton, Washington. See, so it's not Seattle. It's Washington. It's the <laughs> West Coast. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. UTC is the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. So, like, fucking Greenland or some shit. Oh, my God. So, it would be 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, then, I guess. Right? Just if it's in the middle somewhere, of the ocean. Somewhere plus or minus 2 hours of 2 p.m. Go Just to- keep an eye out. Go to Wizards Facebook or Wizards Twitch page, follow them, hit notifications, and watch the video if you want. Or if you want, wait until it gets published on YouTube after the fact, because maybe somebody will be working at that time. I know I'll be working at that time. I'll be working. Danny will not. He can watch it. Yeah, we're a lazy bum. Danny, live tweet the event. There you go. Help our listeners out. You heard it here first, folks. Follow me on Discord, then maybe... No, you're live tweeting. You have the t- you have the Twitter information. Yeah, ah, you got the tweeter. <laughs> I don't use Twitter. Throw out those mad tweets. Now you will. As we move to our next news quickie, because that was again, we're really bad at these news quickie. <laughs> yeah, we're not really quick. We should get rid of the news quickies because they're no longer quickies. Yeah, they're no longer quickies. We talk too much about them. I tried to brand That's what them. She said, "Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> Try to brand them as quickies so that way they get done and fast so we can get into the news a lot Quit faster. Quit fooling yourself. It's all news. Clearly. So let's move to the next news topic then and talk about the bump up of the Challenger decks. According to Wizard uh, Wizards Magic Twitter page, we hope you've been enjoying the Challenger decks on FNM at home events on Arena. Good news if you've been liking them. We've bumped up the original three release date and they're on sale now for all stores that have them in stock. Fun fact, I just bought three of them because our store, Big Nick's, actually just ran out of the green-blue uh, flash deck. 
But I got my name on the list. I'll be picking that up again. There you go. Or not again. I'll be picking it up when they get when he gets more in. You'll be on top of the list. Of- I'm also excited about the price of these ones now. Yeah, they're twenty bucks. Yeah, a lot cheaper than the last ones. That's yeah. definitely a steal. Yeah, we. Talk- oh, definitely a steal. We talked about the decks. MTG Goldfish showed that most of these decks are valued. Cur- their current cards are valued at above that twenty dollar range. I think the most expensive one is the Flash. Uh, the blue black or blue black blue, blue green green flash deck is uh, valued higher, but yes, those are now out on sale. Now go hit up your local LGS if they're still open. If they're still open, please, if you're able to send business your way, because we don't know how long this slump is going to be happening. Exactly. Remember to support your LGSs. Yes, but also first and foremost, support yourself. Do not be eating into your own life li- livelihood. Just to get cardboard. Cardboard ain't, crack, man. It ain't worth it. Oh, it is totally worth it. You're a bad influence, JB. I love the smell of new cards. <laughs> <sighs> so with talking about the Challenger decks and at FNM at home, let's quickly talk about the FNM at home that is coming up this weekend, which it or not this weekend, this Friday. The FNM at home is all access. You have access to all the cards available for that day. You can make any deck you want and play. You do your two games. You send your code to your LGS. Again, if they're still open, they will send you a code and you get some arena sleeves. I partook in last Friday's FNM and I got that pretty cool uh, Royal Cross Swords. Yeah. yeah. That stuff is super cool. I got a promo pack out of the deal too. I'm, yeah. I'm still running my World World Cup sleeves. World Championship sleeves. I'm still running Sarah the Benevolent sleeves, okay? <laughs> Do with that as you will. So this week's uh, sleeves are going to be the Ajani that's looking triumphant, holding his axe. Yeah, I kind of want... I, I, when, when this whole thing was released, I was actually wanting that sleeve. Well... Out of the three. Do FNM, sweet. Do FNM at home this Friday. Why, yeah, it's I not will. like you're doing anything else. No, I'm not. Not for the next four weeks. Must be nice. No, it sucks. April third, log into Arena. Do FNN at home. It's a twenty-four hour, uh, twenty-four hours that it's live. You have all day to be doing this. Do your two games. Send a screenshot. Something nice to say to your local LGS. If you don't know who what your local LGS is, you can go to the Wizards WPN certified search page. Find what L, uh, LGS you have near you that would do that all those wpn qualified got codes and stuff to be handing out and then in the aspect of online magic play mtg goldfish just dropped a pretty good video on talking about how to get into mtgo which is magic the gathering online completely different client that uh completely different client from magic arena you get to play modern legacy vintage cube EDH, all on there. We're going to link in the description below. If you're looking for a way to jump on and play more online, if you want to do the virtual magic experience, we'll link it below. Watch the video. It tells you how to get on, and it gives you different options of what you can do. Buying buying the cards with the magic online client currency, which is called Ticks. you can do that. Or there's other services where you can rent cards for a pretty good price and stuff. I know the other week we were talking about it. My current modern deck 
online per week would be roughly $7 rented as compared to buying it for like $400, I think, online. And that's like, ugh. But yeah, check out the video. It's really good if you're looking into that. Or we'll bring it up here again. The video chat community for Magic players is thriving so much right now at the moment. If you're looking to get your fix, there are a bunch of different Discord groups. On Reddit, there's groups as well to get in some EDH play, some standard play, some modern play, some legacy play. And all you need is a webcam and a computer and a microphone. And then you can play Magic with anybody. You jump into these groups, you just be like, hey, I want to pick up a game. I've done a couple already. Magic players are super cool. It's super easy to get this game going. Have you guys done any online games yet? Video chat games? No, my computer sucks. With you. Yeah, that's right. Play Danny. Dink stomped him. Yeah, well. <laughs> shit happens. Side note on the uh, MTGO videos, though, too. Uh, the professor at Tolerian Community College also has a nice uh, sequence video set on introducing and like getting started with MTGO. He goes into a lot of detail. Oh, um, was this recently that he posted this? Um... I missed Not that part. recently, but um, I know he's got a video set out there, and that's what I watched it when I was starting to get into MTGO, because I know it can be, I mean, MTGO can be a little overwhelming for people. Uh, there's a lot to get used to in it, and watching those videos really kind of helped explain a lot of stuff. It uh, He goes pretty in-depth with, with each little section, especially with uh, like trading and the currency and stuff like that. So that's something to search for. We'll be posting those links in the description below. Getting into some more of the bulky stuff in the news here now. Wizards also released on their news page on the 25th that there will be some changes in the events happening. Uh, quote, because COVID-19 is keeping millions of people around the world indoors, we wanted to do a little something to help make social distancing a little more tolerable. To that end, we are making changes to the Magic the Gathering Arena events scheduled beginning Thursday, March 19th, which happened before and uh, earlier, to give you more ways to play Magic from the comfort and safety of your home. The Brawlers Guild Hall event for March will have no entry fee and will be available March 19th through April 16th. Theros Beyond Death Ranked Draft will be available March 19th through April 16th, in addition to other regular bi-weekly rotating ranked draft events. These changes are scheduled to go live March 19th at approximately 8 a.m. They're currently going on. Stay safe, wash your hands, and try to avoid becoming too stir-crazy as you're cooped up in your house for the time being. We're continuing to explore ways to make it easier for you to keep in contact with players from your local communities as well as support your local game stores, and we hope to have more info on that soon. So this is exciting. Guild Hall is free. for Bra uh, Brawler's Guild Hall is free. Typically, it was just on, on Wednesdays when it was free, but now it's free overall. So any of you Brawl players out there, get those games in. And I've actually been playing a lot of Theros Ranked Draft right now. Trying to trying to get as many cards as possible in, so that way I can try and get the whole Theros collection in my arena. Now moving into the, that jeez, that was more of a quickie than the actual quickies. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> That's what she said. We have some more news for y'all. Changes to the release of Ikoria Lair of Behemoths was announced on the 26th. What? What? Yeah, you didn't... What? You didn't know this? Even I knew that. I think he's just doing it for dramatic effect. Oh. (laughs) It was very very convincing. Didn't you listen to last week's episode? No. JB! They don't let me have my headphones at work. You don't need your headphones at work. You can watch it at home. Just listen to our intro from last week. Oh I can't. Rachel gets the, mad at me. The intro Ooh. The intro was the best of the entire episode. Was it? Was it really? It was solid. It was. We had to take a break. And I'm like, Danny, you did so good on that. JB, I'm disappointed. I'm sorry. I haven't listened to the last like five. JB. I'm sorry. What the hell? With the changes that are coming with the release of Aquaria Lair Behemoths, quote, in a world that's anything but normal, we hope to maintain some normalcy around our games, our events, our streaming shows, and the community that is important to so many of us right now. During this time, we are striving to keep players and local game stores going, keeping them connected, and yes, bringing some happiness to their lives. With that in mind, we're discussing two items today with the caveat that this is an evolving situation and some details may not be ready yet, and we will share those as soon as possible. The two are changes to the release schedule of Aquaria Lair Behemoths and relief initiatives for local game stores. So we're going to dive into the changes that are happening with the release schedule. Because of COVID-19 and the numbers rising, for the safety of the working, uh, working of their distributors and shipping centers, they simply cannot open the doors and they're rolling out the release date for Aquaria on different times. So we got the debut trailer coming out April 2nd still. That's still going to be the same. So go remember, go over to twitch.tv slash magic. Follow them to get notifications because we don't know what UTC is because we're a bunch of schmucks in a room. With microphones. With microphones. Uh, So that is the start. April 10th will be the last day of previews. On April 16th, Aquaria will be released to Magic Arena and Magic Online. The 17th will be the pre-release in Japan, Korea, China, Taiwan, and Hong Kong. Now, this is the big change. May 15th will be the pre-release and the release for North America, Europe, Latin America, and Australia, New Zealand. Uh, With those, there's a little caveat that Brian... Indonesia, Malaysia, Philippines, Thailand, Singapore, and Vietnam are also included into that May 15th pre-release release date. They say, quote, for this release, we'll be combining our pre-release and release weekends. Stores can sell any products on those dates and can still let players play pre-release at home. As we discussed previously, they're working to have the pre-release at home where you could go to the store, pick up the pre-release packs, take them home, and participate in an event there. For areas out, uh, back into quote, for areas outside of Asia, it's apparent that many, if not most, places will not be open for business, and our ability to ship to those locations is equally affected. While we're doing everything we can to minimize the disruptions and make it possible to enjoy magic, we're putting the safety of everyone who works to get magic from wizards and into your hands first, including distributors, realtors, and more. We are continuing to monitor these dates and make updates as necessary. 
We also recognize the burden this will place on local game stores. While we do encourage players to pre-order from their local store whenever or wherever they can, we also recognize that timing and world events may not make the logistics possible. So we're making a few additional moves that we hope will help. And they will, they're leading into the local game store relief initiatives. Uh, a couple of the initiatives here, we're just going to like cross over. Uh, they talked about some of the kickbacks that they're going to be getting. First, they are going to be launching a reprint of Mystery Boosters and will be allocating those boosters to WPN store or member stores at no charge. There'll be more details coming out this next week about this. But no, when you purchase one of the reprinted Mystery Boosters from your local game store later on, every single dollar you spend on it will be going straight to them. Second, from now until at least June 1st, we are allowing local game stores to take admission fees up to $10 for tournaments they run on MTG Arena. Make sure you're connected with your local game store online and then check to see if they'll be running any digital tournaments during this time. There'll be more information about how you can support your local game store next week. Please stay tuned as we share more details on these and other initiatives to come. This is really cool that they're doing something like this for the LGSs. Yeah, I do like that. They're trying to take care of the little guys here. Mm-hmm. As best as they can. I mean, if our local game store, Big Nicks in Fargo, if they started running uh, events and stuff, tournaments, you best believe I would be jumping in on oh, that. Oh, you darn tootin', even though I don't like standard. Be supporting and stuff. The fact that they're they're going out of the way and, and with the booster, the, the mystery booster pack, boxes that i like they're making another print in all proceeds like wizards ain't getting a cut of this the amount of stuff that they're just giving to these lgs's it's amazing it really says a lot about wizards as a company at at least in my eyes right now like they're really looking out for the little guy yeah well because i mean if they all if all these lgs's start folding i mean that hurts wizards too that's the thing yeah because if if lgs's go up was of the host goes up. That's yeah. You you can have your online stuff, but most of their money comes from paper. Yep, because it's all about the gathering. So if if they truly cared just about digital, they would not be printing secret layer drop series. Oh no, for sure. They know that paper is the way to be going, and supporting the LGS is, is the way to go. And that they are taking the initiative to do this. It's it's comforting to me as a person. Oh yeah, no, I. I applaud them. And if we're going to be applauding people, let's also applaud at Channel Fireball. Channel Fireball, right now, they're doing this uh, kickback program with every, um, if there is a WPN store that hits them up, Channel Fireball will be giving that WPN local game store a code to have. And what you can do with this code is when you go and purchase those Magic Fest boxes... The ones we talked about the other week. Yep, last week. With the playmats, the path to exiles, and the arts. If you enter the code when you're checking out, 10% of the proceeds from that purchase will straight go to the LGS that, you know, hit up Channel Fireball to get the code. So for our local game store as well, I just told uh, Josh about that. He's going to be hitting up Channel Fireball, getting a code, and as soon as he gets that code out, from Channel Fireball, I'll be making the purchase for the 
EDH box on that. So that way, Big Nick's gets a kickback, a 10% kickback for that. Do you, get, per- the, do you get the path with that? You, you still, Dibs. You, yeah, you get... Dibs. <laughs> you dude, get, dude Dibs. There's, there's, there's more than one path there's, in the commander. There's four. Dibs. If you listened to the podcast last week... I'm sorry. <laughs> I was busy. Dibs. <laughs> you don't play white anyway. The fact, <laughs> the fact that Channel Fireball is going out and giving 10% to the LGS is amazing as well. And not only are they doing it for those Magic Fest boxes, but during the weeks that you sign up for the other thing with CFB that they are doing as well for the qualifiers this week for their Magic Fest online qualifiers and also for the Magic Fest champions on the weekend, each entry that you put in, when you use that code when you enter, because you got to like submit a, de- submit a deck list and then there'll be a chance for you to put the code. The LGS will also be getting 10% of that as well. CFB is doing a good amount of stuff to help LGSs around. So check with your LGS, see if they know about this actually. Because uh, CFB, they did say that they reached out to a bunch of LGSs, but with our local LGS, I talked to Josh about that, and he said he didn't get a notification. So Talk to them. Make sure they know about this because it's money that's coming to them that will be helping them in this time. Definitely worth it. Uh, the last bit of news that we have is going to kind of like lead into the finance section kind of because CEO of Mage Market, Pierre Richelson, announced, after a month of consideration, we've decided to proceed a shutdown of all operations of MageMarket.com. MageMarket.com is going to be closing until the end of April, at least. The whole situation going on with COVID-19 and the overall hobby industry, they just weren't ready for something like this. Uh, They uh, quoted from Pierre, we've experienced 60% less revenue in a crucial time of our company where every single dollar matters. However, We've not found a way to build a profitable business fast enough in order to survive such a global crisis and revenue fallout. My co-founder, Malte, I probably pronounced that wrong, uh, my co-founder and I believe that in these times, the right thing to do is to announce a controlled shutdown of operations and use the little money left to pay all employees extended services and help everyone find a new job opportunity. So those savvy enough know that Rob's did an interview with Pierre back in the earlier episodes of This Week in MTG. And the fact that they're going to be closing down here is like a little sad to know. The COVID-19 situation is making impacts on a lot of things around the world. And again, we're going to be talking about this a little more as we move into the finance section about prices actually staying stagnant we've been talking about how covid has been affecting a bunch of other things throughout this time with magic fests getting canceled star city events getting canceled and now with the Acoria pre-release getting delayed at least in america and europe set back a whole month not fully surprised that these other things are happening with mage market also Channel Fireball, is, they shut down their warehouse as well because of COVID-19. They don't want their 
employees to be exposed or have the chance to be exposed to it. Yeah. So, I mean, you can still put in orders and stuff, and they're still accepting buy lists. It's just anything that you place isn't going to get shipped yet until they reopen. Correct. Uh, the same also with TCG Player. They are their whole... Yep. Well, they're they're direct. Their yeah. TCG Player direct is yes. shut down. they're direct. And that's where all the cars cumulatively come into their warehouse again, and then they ship it out from there. The TCG Players of the LGSs who have accounts on TCG Player, they will still be sending out as appropriate to them. So when you make orders, make sure that they're still shipping on a normal schedule or if they're delayed. So do your due diligence. Check that out if you're making orders on TCG. But the fact that COVID is hitting everything is astounding in the magic world as well. Not really surprised, especially with all of the stay-at-home orders that have been made throughout the world to reduce the spread of it. Before we uh, close this, I just want to say that all this information came from Hipsters of the Coast on their article from David McCoy, also another person that Rob's interviewed on this podcast previously. So with the depressing financing news of that, do we just move into the finance section? Sure. It's going to be a little rough as well from there. What isn't rough this last few weeks? <laughs> yeah. And the next four to five weeks? Very true. Wash your hands, people. Stay inside. Keep that distancing. We don't want people to keep getting sick. Things are projected to get, at least in America, they're projected to get worse within the next couple of weeks. So with that, we move into the finance section. <laughs> With our finance section, we always go off of mtgstocks.com. They're a very reliable source on to get all of your magic card prices. They have a very handy little graph that shows you how they are fluctuating price, whether they're up or whether they're down. They show the card of whatever you want at an all-time high, at an all-time low. They also have links to show where you can get it cheaper from Card Kingdom, TCG Player, and... Miniature Market is another option on here as well. And then one of the European stores, Card Market. MTG Stocks has this wonderful article that comes out once a week called their Weekly Winners. In there, they have a couple cards that have seen significant increases in price, and we will talk about them to you. First off, in this time, we have Steel Enchantment jumping up to almost $5, a 345% increase of what it was before at the end or middle of March is what it was. It was about 50 cents. And now it's jumped up to almost five bucks. Steel enchantment is a blue, blue enchantment aura. You enchant enchantment. You control enchant enchantment. Enchantment enchantment. One of the cool things about this, this, this is a way for blue to deal with enchantments. This was a card a while ago. I'm so sad I did not pick up a bunch of these, but I picked up one for my EDH deck because I'm like, Danny plays a lot of enchantments like Marari's Wake and Zendikar's Resurgence and 
Divine intervention. No, not divine intervention. Visitation. Divine visitation. <laughs> like, Beastmaster ascension. I can't deal with this because I'm a blue player. I'm a filthy blue player, and Danny's a filthy green, white, red player with a bunch of enchantments. Which, funny story, I opened a rift and a Beastmaster ascension, and nice. I thought about building a dueling rift deck. Do it. I'd love to, I'd love to play against it. <laughs> Are you accepting this challenge? Are you going to have an EDH deck met, made by the next time we meet? Probably not. Probably not by the next time. It's, but it's taken me eight years to play and build this deck to, to fine tune it. I should say not build yeah, it. I was about to say to fine tune it the way it is. Like but when you first I've I've, I've basically built this deck because I've replaced almost all the cards with something else that's a little better. But you can't compete. You can't. Great friend of ours gave it to me starting off, so can't really argue with a free deck. Exactly. That Rick rolled then too. It was strong. Keep an eye out. If you got them in your if you got them in your bulk, like probably look now at the to try and off off sell them maybe. I don't know how well the the buyer's market is currently, because everything is like straight up stagnant at the moment. The fact that this has seen such a significant increase is at least to me kind of surprising. Again, like I said, it's it's those who are building just building decks right now are like, okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna order this card before I one forget about it or two they don't have it anymore. So if I'm not mistaken, actually, if you look on Card Kingdom, they are completely sold out of steel enchantments at the moment. Nope. They have one they available. Have one available. For three bucks? Yep, two ninety nine from Card Kingdom. And TCG players at three ninety eight. No, TCG players always going to have copies and on hand. They have forty three. So yeah, or miniature market is one fifty two, or you can buy it if you're in Europe. Card market for, I guess what is two pence? Yeah, I think the cents are called pence over there. Oh, I don't man. know. Didn't they point oh two euros? Yeah, I was going to say, didn't they switch over to the? It's all euro now. I think a euro is like a dollar. Well, either way. Before we embarrass ourselves anymore, <laughs> schmucks with a microphone. Let's move to the next card of the weekly winners. We have Eldrazi Construction. It is now at eleven oh five. It's a ten point five percent increase. Matt, can you can you explain why it's seen increase? Uh, yeah. With Eldrazi Construction, there is uh, it's it's not a spike per se as anything else that we would have seen in the weekly winners but it's seeing like just a noticeable uptick being because of a modern deck called hollow herald uh, posted on to the mgg stocks page and one of the things is it's utilizing the new card from theros beyond death actually before we even talk about this theros beyond death card let's talk about Eldrazi Conscription, because Danny didn't mention what Eldrazi Conscription was. Eldrazi Conscription an eight colorless tribal enchantment Eldrazi Aura. You enchant creature. Enchant creature gets plus 10, plus 10, and has Trample and Annihilator 2. This is a powerful enchantment. Super powerful. And especially now knowing that there's going to be something even stronger coming out in Aquaria, according to Mark Rosewater's blog attack from the other week when we were talking about him giving some spoilers of Ikoria. There's going to be something that gives more power than Eldrazi Conscription. Mm-hmm. God, I hope it's low-costed. 
Oh, it's man. not. It's gonna be like Nate cost. <sighs> Boggles needs another freaking good pump. Well, we'll definitely see. But the deck that uh, in uh, that we're talking about now is using one of the new cards from Theros Beyond Death called Storm Herald. Storm Herald is a red two three two human shaman creature with haste. When Storm Herald enters the battlefield, return any number of aura cards from your graveyard to the battlefield attached to creatures you control. Exile those auras at the beginning of your next end step. If those auras would leave the battlefield, exile them instead of putting them anywhere else. So the whole thing of this is to get Eldrazi Conscription in your graveyard using things like Ox of Agonis, which makes you discard your hand, draw some more cards, and hopefully one of the cards you discard would be Eldrazi Conscription. Or there's also Burning Inquiry, which makes you draw three cards and discard three cards at random for a red. Goblin Lore, which is red, one sorcery, draw four cards and discard three at random. And the classic Cathartic Reunion, which is red, one sorcery, additional cost to cast Cathartic Reunion, discard two cards, then you draw three cards. That's a more uh, straightforward way to be discarding it. And the reason why it's called Hollow Herald is for one of the marquee cards along with Storm Herald is Hollowed One. Hollowed One is a five-mana artifact creature golem. Hollowed One costs two colorless less to cast for each card you have cycled or discarded this turn. So you just start discarding a bunch of cards, you get a free 4-4 creature on the battlefield, and then whenever you cast Storm Herald, you just start putting all the enchantments on this guy and run him over. And really the recent recent increase in popularity of this is definitely because of the talk of a bigger enchantment coming in Ikoria. So they're probably testing with Eldrazi Conscription to see the reliability of being able to pitch a big enchantment and then being able to put it on a creature and just start dink stomping. One of the, and then we're going to move to the last card of the weekly winners. We have Painter's Servant. Coming in at $28.60. Got a 5.85% increase. So just a slight uptick. <clears throat> and Painter's Servant is, uh, for two generic, you get an artifact creature, which is a scarecrow. And as Painter's Servant comes into play, choose a color. All cards that aren't in play, spells, and permanents are the chosen color in addition to their other colors. And he's a 1-3. So this has only seen a slight increase uh, from what it was before. This card recently got unbanned from Commander in August, and it saw like the biggest spike of its life. It was like a $10 card, then it jumped up to 40 as soon as it got unbanned, and now it's starting to settle down and climb back up in that 30 range. Uh, but also not just because of EDH is this card showing up, but there are legacy decks that are getting that are playing with this card uh so the 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 new deck tech emerged is a rug snow painter savant deck and it's uh currently five owed a couple mtgo legacy leagues and then a couple others that went four one three two and all of those are pretty good results for some leagues online and it one one of the things is you have emery lurker of the lock which is a card that came out in Throne of Eldraine. Blue 2, 1 2, Merfolk Wizard. This spell costs one colorless less for each artifact you control. 
When Emery, Lurker of the Lock, enters the battlefield, you mill four cards, and then it has tap. Choose target artifact card in your graveyard. You may cast it this turn. So this is a way for you just to like pitch a bunch of grave or a bunch of artifacts into your graveyard and then being able to bring them back to the battlefield, not only with the likes of Emery, Lurker of the Lock, but you have Goblin Welder, classic card of a one red, one one goblin artificer. Tap, choose target artifact the player controls and target artifact card in that player's graveyard. If both targets are still legal at this ability resolves, that player simultaneously sacrifices the artifact and returns the artifact card to the battlefield. And you have a bunch of zero-drop cost artifacts like Lotus Petal, Mishra's Bobble. You got things like Great Furnace, Lion's Eye Diamond. You just start pitching all this stuff. Legacy decks get really crazy. And the fact that, surprisingly, that the weekly winners, for the longest time now, at least have one card that is making a move because of Legacy, it really says that Legacy is a format that is not dead it is a it's a format that is thriving still even with the lack of uh with the lack of official tournaments through wizards or scg right now now to go to the cheap pickups we actually don't have any cheap pickups according to this article thank you corona thank you corona uh peter the author of this article has uh, a Corona update of about impact on card prices visible. And he talks about how there are the, the, the range of the actual weekly winners that there are. The variants of them have seen such small influxes of typically cards that get brought up are like 10% or more. And the fact that there are less cards to choose from that are seeing these 10% increases or even 10% decreases is noticeable at the moment, at least in this article when he's talking about it. And it's, it's, it's shown cards are not moving because there are no tournaments getting played aside from online. And then you got these online tournaments. You're not going to be picking up paper cards as frequently for online tournaments. We're definitely going to be linking this in the description below. This is another article like the one we talked about a couple weeks ago where Peter was talking about how COVID-19 might be affecting the prices of cards. Uh, with that article, it's more speculation. Now we have a little more, uh, with this article, he has a little more evidence to talk about and build upon. It's worth the read. There are no cheap pickups this week. Everything's just really stagnant right now in the price of everything. With these prices and stuff staying stagnant, not seeing much of increase or did decrease, I still want to plug in here TCG Sniper as a way to be picking up some cards at a cheaper price. I feel now is like a really good time to be jumping in on that of utilizing this website to be trying to find cards that you're looking for at a cheaper price with cards potentially moving slightly in a downward motion trajectory whatever smart word you think that we need to use in this instance it's moving down you can definitely be winning and picking up some good cards at a cheap price by using tcg sniper but from there we're going to talk about deck of the week wah, wah, wah. so danny 
want to tell us about deck of the week? Maybe. So this this week's deck of the week is a modern deck. Its title. If a tree falls down, does it still echo? This deck is brought to you by Ask a Ginger off of architect.com. The gist of this whole deck is to be making servo tokens through a bunch of different uh, Keladesh cards that make servo tokens. And then you have ways to, uh, you have lords like Master of Ethereum, which is a blue two star star, the Lalkin wizard artifact creature. Master of Ethereum's power and toughness are equal to the number of artifacts you control, and it has, which makes it a lord, other artifacts, you, creature artifact creatures you control get plus one, plus one. So you have, you have all these creatures that be making cre- uh, servo tokens, and when I say the Kaladesh creatures that fabricate, fabricate is an ability of when this creature enters the battlefield, you put X number of plus one counters on it, or create X servo tokens. And so you have creatures with uh, Fabricate 2, so you'd be making two tokens, or Fabricate 1, you'd be making one token. So you're making all these servo tokens with those, and the big card, the echoing part of the tree falling in the forest, is Echoing Courage. Echoing Courage is green one instant target creature and all other creatures with the same name as, as that creature get plus two plus two until end of turn so the whole gist of this thing is just to like make a bunch of servo tokens and pump them up with that and a bunch of the artifact lords as well as enchantments like tempered steel which is white white one enchantment artifact creatures you control get plus two plus two and it has a two copies of Sahili Sublime Artificer as a Planeswalker. This is a hybrid blue-red, blue-red, one, five loyalty Sahili Planeswalker. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, create a 1-1 one, one colorless servo artifact creature token. And it has an activated ability of remove two loyalty counters. Target artifact you control becomes a copy of another target artifact or creature you control until end of turn, except it's an artifact in addition to its other types. So primarily it's just a way when you cast these non-creature uh, non-creature spells, you'll just be making more servos, and then on occasions you're going to be making a servo into one of your lords to just pump up all your other servos even more. One of the coolest things about this deck is not only is it a go wide, get big strategy, but the price of this thing is only $30. That's insane. $30. It's a cheap deck. I would totally play this deck. I kind of want to make it now. I know I have almost all these cards. I don't. For sure. And really the only thing to like make this, uh, to if you want to like pump it up, even more in modern they're not running the typical modern land package of fetch shock fast land etc etc it got the it has the bounce lands from original ravnica of when it when this land enters the battlefield return a land you control and then it taps for two and then it also has the gain lands of it enters the battlefield tapped and you gain a life Overall, this deck seems very spicy, very fun, 
and honestly, it would definitely be uh, both Danny and JB's alley of deck construction, I would say. Like, it's a little more odd for me because I'm a, you know, a filthy Gr- Grixis player, but you both are very notorious for playing at least blue or uh, green, white style decks in some manner. Yeah. Tokens are fun. Tokens are. <laughs> just, just listening to this, just like, I need to get Echoing Courage in my Rift Commander deck. No, no, you don't. <laughs> you stop that right now. Yeah, make all your sapperlings that are already massive. Give them another plus two or angels, or angels. My one one angels that turn into angels that turn in can. I believe I have uh, what the six six something else. There's no. I put another spell in that changes tokens. Whenever a token enters battlefield, change its divine visitation. No, that makes it, them into angels. That makes them into angels, but I put I think I put an I thought I put another one that will change into even a bigger creature, a different creature type. What? So oh. with through that you can change you have the choice of oh hey from sapling to this and then angel or angel to whatever. I don't know. It's I, I like travel. That's dirty. I'm excited to see that. I, I think I put it in there. I can't remember if I did not. So as always, links for this deck are going to be in the description. That they are. This looks super fun. Seriously, are one of you guys going to build this? I kind of want to. Okay. I'd have to pay. I'd have to pay for it out of pocket because I don't. I probably don't have any of these. Other than maybe some of the lands, but that's about it. Yeah, it's pretty much all this, I have. This looks like it's a lot of it's before I started playing. Um. Yeah. In, in Kellett. No, this is after you started playing in Return to Ravnica. Kellett came out after. I think Keladish is when I stopped playing standard. Oh, uh, fair. And stopped buying cards. Started going more EDH. So I didn't buy the, bo- the boxes of cards. And with that, we're going to be closing this podcast out for y'all because who wants to keep hearing us ramble about this deck? Uh, A lot of people, maybe. I don't maybe. Know. I don't know. If you want to hear us ramble more about this deck, hit us up. You know, we're always looking for ways to reach out, produce some good content for you all to be listening to let us know hit us up and uh, actually we're, we're we're definitely looking to expand maybe into more of a, a streaming style this last weekend this last weekend my wife and i we went live on our on the this weekend mtg facebook page and stream some edh we're looking to kind of delve into that whole area a little more if you're into it please please Watch it. Keep an eye out for our Facebook, our Twitter, and let us know if you like the content that we're producing. And I guess with that, is there anything else you all want to say? No, I'm good. And this is where Danny says something, something, listen to the show, something, something. Sure, we'll go with that. (laughs) Danny left the room real quick uh, because magic of editing, you will not know that. But yeah, he, he left... Uh, make sure to follow us on all this stuff. Hit that outro. So make sure to follow us on all of the social medias. We have Facebook, Twitter, and then if you have questions, comments, concerns, send us a Gmail at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. We have podcasts coming up every Tuesday on the Tuesday at, what, 5 a.m.? I have this going at 6 a.m. now. Well, fine. 6 a.m. on Tuesday. Listen to it while you're eating breakfast on the way to work. Come on. Or going to bed, depending on work schedule. No, no, no. Not when, we're go- not when they're going to bed. Because then 
We yeah, could be the la- we could be the last voice that they hear before they go restfully to sleep, or we put them to sleep because we're boring. Yeah, we don't one want of the that. way. Either way, they'll be dreaming of us. Oh, we're inserting ourselves into your dreams. Make Ever. them want to play magic. Learning by osmosis. Exactly. Follow us. Ooh. Not that positive. I forget a lot of stuff. Well, you fucking should be that positive. God damn it. It's your belt buckle. <sighs>